You're listening to Perspectives in Parryville. Today, my guest is Eva Amores, an author and designer. Along the way, we refer to a few visuals, so you might like to explore the links in the show notes so you can view the designs as you listen. In this episode, in the atmosphere of a busy outdoor cafe, we ask the question, have you ever had a bad week? We find out about Eva's background and enthusiasm for arts and design and working in various professional roles. We chat about design processes and how they can be used to answer a question or to serve a function or purpose. We also talk about Eva's junior fiction book series, Worst Week Ever, the humorous story of an ordinary boy forced to engage and deal with a series of extraordinary, unexpected and sometimes unpleasant events. Through the various challenges creatively explored in the books, the main character is supported and encouraged by his social connections to keep going, which, in turn, strengthens his resilience. The book series, a positive and creative response developed during the global pandemic, is a creative collaboration with co-author, illustrator, and Eva's husband, Matt Cosgrove. We explore Eva and Matt's design and writing approaches and how they often use real-life experiences as a starting point for their storytelling. These ideas are then suitably exaggerated and amplified. Eva explains how using a comic art format Combining illustrations and text within strategically paced storylines helps to engage audiences and encourage reluctant readers. Here's my conversation with Eva Amores. So, it's nice to see you again, Eva. I like your top, orange kind of striking orange boho and I guess your shoes have a little bit of a matching thing and even the book that you brought along has a little bit of orange in it. What's with the orange? Well, <laughs> I'm actually, hello Mark. Hello Mark, yes. <laughs> um, being a designer, I couldn't help myself when we released our books to have a concept of colour. So each cover I match. So I only if you check my Instagram, when we right. released Monday... Which was all, red, I guess. Red. I, all I wore was red. And then when we released Tuesday, my whole thing blue. was blue. And now we're up to orange. Orange, hey? And so it's actually a topic of conversation or the librarians and teachers and the students they are resp- all guessing uh, what Thursday's colour will you, be. I, I'm supposing you're not able to reveal what Thursday's colour well, is? I can give you a clue. It's always the opposite colour. So there's a contrast. You don't mistake. All oh, right, purple. Uh, yes, that is. I mean, you, you cannot neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you know your colour wheel, you will be uh, able to guess it. Yes, I do. I'm, I like colour myself. So it's not just a whimsy... Um, I feel like wearing this today. It, it's it's curated, considered, considered curated. curated. Okay, yes. I like that a lot. And I'm wearing this really comfortable uh, shoes. 
they're called, they're from Rolly Nation. It's an Australian brand. I yeah. bought online, and they're just really comfortable. So, um, but they've got a bit of a design thing happening. Yeah, I can. T- they've I can got see. Um, color splashes. I went with that. They do solid solid colors, but I thought I can wear this with different. Well, it suits the embroidered aspect of the top. Outfits, I think. Yeah. But um, I guess that's one of the things with design. It has to. The building will fall over if it's not designed properly. Yeah. So it's not just about what's your favourite colour. It's, yeah. It has. It's good if it's considered, yeah. and that's the essence of design, is it not? Uh, I feel the difference between a designer and an, an artist, for example. A designer, you're you're solving or answering a question. Whereas an artist, you're just expressing. Oh yeah, no one with that. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I think the difference. That's is. That's consistent with my view of the universe. Yeah. Um, now I'm hoping we are outside at a cafe, at the at the library, Marrickville Library. So I'm hoping that the sound of the um, the wind is is okay. Now, because we, we know what you're a designer, but can you take us back a little ways with? you know how far you want to go were you always interested how when's your first memory of this thing we call design i actually studied design at university and i didn't know i wanted to be a designer i just looked at all the subjects that you can study and it was the um one kind of university course where um I like the electives and I like the subjects that what, you see. What were some learn. of the subjects? Or like oh. what are the names oh, or the words? Oh, I, I, I studied photography, I studied uh, media, filmmaking. So you I instantly did. responded to those sort of yeah, areas? Yeah, they, they were fun, you know. Um, and then all, there was all, the, all that design principles that, that as I part of as well. that, yeah. yeah, as part of it. But so what are they? What are some of these design principles you speak of? <laughs> I know what they are, by the way. Oh, but, um, you know, oh, like, we have to get it out of here. It's been a long time. It's you just, live and breathe but design. It's, ingra- it's ingrained in me and I, I apply it all the time in my daily life. For those people who are not familiar, maybe, but we want to. I want to try and get it biographical, so that we. Yeah, yeah. What did you study, maybe, yeah. as part of your when you were How at you, uni? Yeah. It, I guess it was University of Western Sydney. Or well, no? I actually straight out of high school, I went to UTS and studied the visual co- communication. Visual, no, it's not visual communication. It's the visual design course there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I ended up moving to University of Western Sydney because I wanted to focus more on multimedia and photography um, and I, I found that the course suited me more so I went and did that there um, and then so I, I have a Bachelor of Arts in Design that's my degree and then I went and worked uh, at a pre-press printing company. That was my first ever job. Um, and then my second year, I saw this advertised job that sounded uh, so incredible. And it was a multimedia designer at um, O10, where I met Mark. Ooh, that's me, yes. <laughs> and I still look back at the time that I spent there um, being around other designers and um, just the collaboration and 
and working together. Um, yeah, because they were back in the days of CD-ROMs. <laughs> I worked on websites. Oh, on websites, too. emerging websites. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess yeah. it was a, yeah, a combination, even print. Yeah. Other yeah, kind of packaging, I, the packaging design. Yeah, but I, I, I just like being in a room. We were in that room. It was called the fishbowl because it was like uh, just glass and everyone can look in and we're kind of the show ponies of the building. Well, yeah, it's it's just another um, office area now. As yeah. I, but I haven't been there for many, many years. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was kind of designed to be a showcase of like all these busy designers doing creative stuff yeah. in there, I guess. So we, I, from there, I did uh, lots of um, multimedia, as it was called then. Uh, I was a screen designer, I think. Um, and then from there, I moved on to doing um, educational kind of interactive stuff. Right. Yeah. And so what about the time you spent at the Opera House? Well, that was after all the e-learning that I did. I moved on to the Opera House as their web designer in the marketing department. And again, that experience has taught me a lot about copywriting and, and social media. Um, um, and then I took a break and had babies. <laughs> that then, happens, yes. Yeah, and then when I went back to work, um, I was offered a part-time job uh, at the ABC Education. Oh yeah. So, so were you doing similar kind of screen design type stuff, or? Um, yeah. Well, it was. It has evolved a bit more. So it was, you know, website. I was doing a little bit of marketing print um, but then it also went on to doing a lot of their social media um, yeah what about tell us a little bit more about that kind of this idea because we we know we both know that the you know things don't stay the same yeah there's um change happening all the time so what are the, some of the changes that you've seen over you know well what it's called time. what it's, it's called essential. used to be multimedia i've been called many things <laughs> <laughs> um but uh essentially i think it's the same core design principles but what are they i don't know i can't oh, tell you. you what about just imagine you have to tell people that are not familiar with what you're talking about they just think design is your What's your favourite colour? No, it's it has to serve the purpose. I always ask. So what's a worked example? What's a, an example of something that was really cool that you worked on? What was the purpose of it? And then how did you approach it? Oh, dude, I, just, I feel like... It's I'm, not a job I'm, interview. I feel like I'm... I'm <laughs> it's too much too soon, I can tell. It's not a job yeah. interview. Uh, well, what about your shoe? The, the people that designed the shoe... Like yeah. The, how, well, do they, how do they approach the design of that? Well, I think that, you know, they're trying to market it. The, the audience is someone fun. Or the, the audience, the con, not consumer, customer, is someone fun. Fun? But also comfortable. So they're built. The base of it is it's built so it's comfortable it's washy it's practical it's practical but it's not brown boring leather yeah it's it's got color it's got splashes of color they 
they do limited edition colors every season so the other color that I've got is fuchsia for example so you know it's fun metallic fuchsia color all right yeah. fuchsia's like the hot pink yeah, yeah it's purpley pink yeah yeah um, so they've so, kind of decided it, we, we're not just kind of put out random colors we need yeah. to have them and do you know how I went back to wearing this kind of shoes or how I got into it is because we went and visited schools for one week for Sydney Riders Festival and I needed to wear something quite comfortable but at the same time you know as a visiting author I needed to be fun like I was a visiting kids author oh, I yeah. needed to be fun don't want to be too sensible no might, well, the, the kids might stop reading yeah I, I, I just you know it's all visual thing and again that's kind of you know something that I've always done uh, in my adult life I guess is I dress accordingly to tell a story how i dress tells mm. a story it's not just even your hair has color <laughs> is, is this too windy it um, is windy but i think we'll be all right yeah so um i needed something colorful but comfortable and mm -hmm. this kind of answered the this this would be a, a trait of a success any successful designer yeah. surely this sort of combination of being aesthetically pleasing and then combining design elements but the function of the it function. as well yeah it has to work it can't just be pretty it's it can't it's not successful if it's not pretty is it so um yeah so we've got just a few minutes left yeah. to this so uh after where where are we up to where are the abc's i work on their um education and then I moved on to iView so that was my last uh, office job was um, at iView um, as a user experience designer again what I learned there I use in my research in my current job as an author which is I, I use research methods research methodology to come up with ideas and solve problems so with the with what's the, i mean i know i know what uxd is but what <laughs> can you just explain in everyday language what, uh, what is I think, it what did someone what did someone say to me the other or earlier in my ux career it's like don't make someone think when they're using your product so it means making it as easy and accessible as possible so that they can absorb what you want them to absorb rather than making it hard for them. So in the case of iView, you want them to watch the video and um, then so you, you kind of, what are you, what aspects are you designing for well, the screen? Well, I was also a UI designer, so use it interface so um, I would do the research or the team would do research and uh, to find out what uh, first of all you nut out who your demographic. Audience, the audience. Yeah, the demographic is and then you kind of design something to that would suit them what's a simple example just a really simple example uh, for a non-designer, <laughs> see a crinkle of the brow. 
Oh, I don't know. You're on the spot. I, also, it, it just sounds so long ago again. Um, well, isn't Design Universal? It's ongoing. Oh, it's ongoing, I think. Well, what's this book here? We've got yeah. this book. We're going to talk about this in a minute. Yeah. But what are the elements of the design that are appropriate for the target audience well, in that? It, um, the title, Worst Week Ever, is huge. That's all, that's the main you, element. You mean the elements, the fonts? Yeah, yeah the, the font the, the, is the main thing. And then um, it has little elements that are clues of what's inside the book. Can you talk so, us through, what are they? The little so elements? Wednesday, for example. Um, well, the name of the has, week, yep. That's, yeah, we're going to so, find out more about Wednesday. Yeah. So Wednesday ha happens. Um, there's like you know pirates and skeletons and helicopters and you know. Um, so they're not just there, just not, to fill the space up. They're, no, they, they are, all have meaning. They all represent something. Every single thing that's placed there is considered. So, and then again, there's various levels of you can't see <laughs> but there's various levels of this is the bit that shout to you which is the title and then there's subtle ones in the background there's leaves in like just really um subtle gray grayed out almost black just like almost like a texture but they represent the location of um where this um Wednesday happens, that location. At University of Western Sydney, I met this very talented young man called Matt Cosgrove. You might have heard of him. He's a famous author and illustrator of, um, I guess, Maca the Alpaca is his biggest one. Um, so we have been collaborating since uni. We met randomly for a group project. We studied the same course. He um, majored in illustration. I majored in multimedia and photography and we've been collaborating since. So we're married. We've got two teenagers. That's so certainly a collaboration there. <laughs> um, but like along the way, whenever uh, in my jobs, I, I needed an illustrator. I know a great illustrator and he's kind of, you know, he worked with us for a few projects at O10, um, that kind of thing. Um, we worked on, um, when I was freelancing from home, we work on design projects together where we would pass, we're work, working on the same project, but we would take turns um, doing it and pass it on. So, um, in 2020, pandemic, the, start, the beginning of the pandemic, I was made redundant at my job at the ABC, thanks to budget cuts. Um, and he, Matt, lost all his uh, speaking engagements. So, a lot of what he does is visiting schools and festivals and that all got cancelled so we were like this this book that we've been talking about um, he actually pitched it a long time ago before Macca and he hasn't had time to do it and he was a bit reluctant to do it but I've always thought that it is a winning idea and I've always pushed for it so he was like 
well, you think it's such a brilliant idea. Why don't you help me do it? Because I was always saying, you know, why don't you do this and you can do this. And um, so we decided it was a perfect, perfect opportunity to work on it. You're listening to Perspectives in Parryville. So, for this next 15 minutes, um, I'm interested to know, like obviously we've got your books here, Worst Week Ever, and then there's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and there's orange, or red, blue, orange. I'm interested to know how do you go about putting this sort of thing together? You know, you said that you pitched it to the publisher, and obviously Matt, the famous Matt Cosgrove, Matt is an established illustrator, and, and a, author. And author. Um, but, I mean, how do you... What's the process of, of kind of conceiving and then developing this sort of yeah. book? So, our eldest son, when he was still in primary school, claims to have come up with the idea, which he did. He said, why don't you write a book about worst week ever? And that's kind of how he speaks. Like it's the worst week ever or it's just the worst day you know for a young person it is quite dramatic the stuff that happens to them um so he he came up with that and matt pitched it many many years ago um and then scholastic got back to him and (laughs) actually only wanted to um, do one day, <laughs> five worst more, day ever, three books, or, and he refused to but do it. But did they not realise the seven days? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why he was like, "I don't want to do it because um, it it would be embarrassing if it's the it's called worst week ever and it, it stops yeah, abruptly." It's by like Wednesday. when you pull the needle off the record. Yeah. Sound, that, so, then he went on and worked on Macca and that was very successful and then Scholastic kept bugging him and saying what about this brilliant idea of yours and he was loving working on Macca and he didn't wasn't didn't have time to do um, worst week ever and I've always uh, said that you grow with your audience so you've got picture books you need a junior fiction and this is a junior fiction so is that what the, this is sort of categorized as yeah, junior, it's junior fiction, fiction in australia or middle grade in the us oh yeah yeah so it's for eight to 12 years old right so i see what you mean like the maca books are uh, for sing, preschoolers for younger children and grade one grade two yeah so i i and that is from my background or not background as a music fan, I've seen artists, it's you know, they artists just one hit particular. wonders because they don't grow with their audience. And so right. I'm applying that to the publishing yeah. thing. Yeah, well, I guess it's strategic and it makes a whole heap of sense, really, because, yeah. you know, if, there's a, if you're resonating with an audience and then, yeah, you know, you it's only natural. Well, they're, they're already your audience, so why not grow with them? So... Yeah. You had the 
they, you can so, your child conceived the idea, or maybe they didn't. Maybe yeah. you conceived the idea. Of, conceived it, the idea with the nest, Matsu nested, um, but he didn't have time to yeah. Um, and so work on it. What happens in that circumstance? What happened then? Uh, oh, and then um, pandemic struck. I was made redundant. Uh, Matt's plenty of time on your hands. Yeah, speaking engage engagements got cancelled. So, so we then you thought sit now down. is the time to um, work on this. And so and do you sit down at a table, or do you just sort of have a notebook on a the couch? Or so what we did was, and I think this might be from Matt's um, magazine background, where you just have like you lay out stuff so we had seven a4 sheets and what i brought in is my experience as a designer having um lots of post-it notes and we just wrote ideas and placed them on each you know this would suit on a monday and this would suit on Tuesday, Wednesday. So we've got all of the seven days mapped out. Okay. How do you? How does one decide? What, oh, hang on. Maybe what's Mondays are kind of like the Monday, beginning of the we, week. We're, so in, we're introducing Monday. We're introducing the main character and his family life, his school life. It happens at school, and then Tuesday it still is at school, but um, the day gets progressively worse so more disasters happen on Tuesday it's school photo day and I've had many many disastrous school photos where I've got my eyes closed and just kind of use a lot of um, our life experiences as um, a starting point in a lot of oh, yeah stories. okay so it's sort of um it's inspired by true events <laughs> yeah inspired, <laughs> but just creatively made, interpreted made 10 times worse oh yeah, yeah exaggerated or amplified yes exactly so, so i yeah. like um i guess i'm looking at this this is tuesday yep. the book like the title it's on like page four or something like that and then it's all rocks around the the kind of, what do you call these little jiggly bits around the text and uh, oh, you know well makes it, it, look it has like a comic art kind of feel to it and the, i think that it's matt's um just wish to do do a oh i've forgotten what the term is it's very cool at the moment to do books that are um like comic art Mm -hmm. basically graphic novels oh, yeah, are yeah. huge at the moment so i think he doesn't have the time to do a graphic novel because that's very labor intensive so um this is half text and half um full of illustrations that complement the text and that's where my design background comes in or our design background is you're combining images illustrations to help tell the, the story to tell the story yeah yeah because i guess it's a little bit um of a rip-off the people listening to this podcast they can't see what we're looking at <laughs> but that's all right with the magic of the internet they can click on some links yeah that i'll put in but um you know i guess it's sort of painting a picture in words yeah but i can see all the way through it it's, it's kind of it's combining not, yeah texts. it's it's not 
blocks and blocks of text. Again, that's kind of where the design background comes yeah. from. So we, back to the back to this sort of the pages. What did yeah. you put on the pages? This so your, your Tuesday page on the wall. Yeah. What are you What are you writing down so, on your post-it notes? Well, on Tuesday we're like um, school photo it's day. School photo day. It's a disaster. The school blows up. Um, we want to put in this character, different kinds of teachers, librarians. Um, so, you know, what sort of characters do we want to put on, on each day? Um, who do we want to introduce when? Um, what are the major events? That yeah, so kind of the, the, the kind of fundamentals of a story. You, yeah. You, you're telling a story. Yeah. Oh, that's somebody's coffee. <laughs> this coffee's ready to pick up. Yeah. And yeah. what, I mean, I guess it's, what about the process of, is it kind of like linear or is it really quite no. uh, non-linear? Well, we work very differently. So Matt has notebooks where he writes, scribbles everywhere. It's very messy. Just so like a printed, like a blank uh, with a no, pen. Yeah, like he just gets a, uh, an exercise book. Stuff that our kids, you know, their school books, that they, notebooks they started and only has a couple of pages used up, he would rip that out and then use the rest of all it. All right, for very his sustainable practice, yes. Ideas, yeah. So he, he scribbles all over them. Um, there's like stuff everywhere. It's very messy. I don't understand it. But what, is he, what is he scribbling down like? All the ideas, stuff that will happen. It could be lines, it could be the song because there's a song in each um, book okay. as well um, whereas I am very um, methodological is yes. that the word so my method is I do the research or I have um, I'm all digital I do it on I was looking at that there's a little digital thing <laughs> in there no but I, I do it on my laptop um, what, so what are you doing would, on your laptop? I, so, for example, um, uh, for Thursday, it revolves quite a lot about a certain pop star. Okay, that you're fandom. not able to reveal just yet. Yeah, fandom and fangirls. You're um, a fangirl so, yourself. Yeah, I am. Yes. I am. So, Matt's like, that's your domain. Write all the ideas oh, yeah, yeah. about that. So. I just have like a mind map of, you know, what are the things that fans are obsessed with? What are the things that they dream about? So, and it's all just a giant mind map that keeps expanding and I just keep adding to them. I have, to, I have to bring up at this point, even though it fits <laughs> more comfortably in the first section, but yeah. you, you were, you're a huge fan of a certain <laughs> group from the 80s are you not yes i i was uh, oh you was you still <laughs> I are was, surely I um i was i am a big brossette or broth fan yes um and i used a lot of that as an inspiration for writing birthday to people that are not familiar especially those younger audience members <laughs> they may not know that a anyone there was a band born that... after <laughs> anyone born 80s 
on the 80s onwards wouldn't know <laughs> no there was yeah. a huge they were huge in the order you know they, they came and went i guess yeah. they had their type day but then they had an ongoing career really but b-r-o-s b-r-o-s bros is uh twins matt and luke goss and they were they're from england and they were huge in the 80s yeah so then that is pretty cool that you've used your life experience to inform yeah. something you sort of like abstracted it or the the essence of yeah but i mean but, i mean I've, i think people say that all the time about writing you know write what you know and 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 it is it's it makes it so much easier to write about stuff that you know just kind of make it a little bit more interesting so then what happens then i guess we're still in the pandemic and you've got a publishing deal yeah. and then you've kind of got all these post-it notes and a4 pages but then yeah. how do you go about and then they they said yep we'll do it putting it and together so then we just wrote from uh, so we just wrote monday so what does it look like like tangibly like tangibly. like you've got all this ideas and yeah. scraps of paper but then yeah. do you start putting the, it in yeah from the we work from the front to back and then it's kind of because we're designers we're designing the layout as we're writing it so yep. we so, might so give us one example um just a simple like for, for this example one. okay hang on a minute there's a double page spread okay we're here we've got a double page spread and, and it's um <laughs> <laughs> we've got can you spot the difference and there's two figures one on each page and there's lots of arrows and lots of kind of um little labels yeah so i'll stop talking so Tell instead us. of introducing the main character in pages and pages of lots of text we made it a little bit more interesting um, for our young readers um, to and and we just decided to do a spot the difference to introduce you know so when a regular uh, young fiction or whatever it was you, you junior described yeah junior fiction yeah you you would approach that in a maybe conventional way or you could but this in this example yeah this is highly graphic and really easy to engage with yeah. like he's got a diamond earring yeah. and then he's got a cool hair he's and got a five dollar haircut Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Snoopy Snoopy yeah he's got an empty piggy bank whereas this is 10 20 gazillion yeah. dollars so Justin Chase our main character is this just your we're just basically here saying he's just a your average kind of young kid but unfortunately or fortunately he is called exactly the same as this huge pop star so um, and we're just kind of highlighting how normal he is and and highlighting the pop star life and kind of making fun of it at the same time um, and the the reason why we did that is because we have two teenage boys that are reluctant readers who are you know they're watching YouTube we know what you're competing with it's hard for them to it's a hard for us to make us read books so we kind of know we want it to be as engaging as possible.
You're listening to Perspectives in Parryville. There's a lot happening to this poor child in the book, you know, <laughs> there's obviously things are not going well. Um, I guess I'm interested, what, what, well, we'll just sort of fast forward to, you know, it's um, more successful than you maybe realised or anticipated, which is really great. What sort of feedback do you get from people? Why do people like it? Why is it, what does it resonate? How, why does it resonate with people? Um, well, I think because we wrote it at the start of the pandemic, we were very conscious of um, making it, um, uh, it's not all doom and gloom that, you know, it's working towards eventually, by the time we get to Sunday, things will resolve. It, he might even learn a few lessons or, you know, um, <laughs> Do we I'm, have to I'm wait not... till Sunday? Yes, yeah. are, are there little lessons and re- resolves oh, I... for each day, or no? It just goes on like a cliffhanger. There's a cliffhanger in, on each That's showbiz, day. I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's You've a got cliffhanger. to keep the audience wanting more. Yeah, there's a cliffhanger. But um. All oh, right, the next worst week ever instalment coming soon, right at the end. Yeah. All right. But yeah. it always ends in a cliffhanger. So. So Wednesday, he's been Fate shot to out. Black. And it's fade to no. black, literally, and it's 11.49pm. <laughs> yeah, end of the day. Um, we've had lots of feedback, and I have sought out the feedback. Again, it goes back to me being a designer and um, my experience at the ABC, uh, getting feedback on your work and improving it. So Monday, we created that in a vacuum. Um, that's a that's a really nice idea. Yeah. One day we created, created that in, in a vacuum. vacuum. <laughs> but then by the time Tuesday come, came, by the time we were writing Tuesday, we already had um, re- young readers who, um, you know, they had favourite characters, they had stuff that they liked. So this is part of your feedback from that Monday in a vacuum. <laughs> Put it out there in the real world. Yeah. And then you found out stuff about... Yeah, yeah. And, and I do like talking to young readers and finding out what do they like about it, what do they think is going to happen. Well, t- tell us more about that. Um, well, Monday in a vacuum, we were in a pandemic, we were in lockdown, can't go out and test it out. We could test it out with our own children. Um, but by the time... We were writing Tuesday, uh, we could go to events, to festivals or to book launches or um, book events and we would meet um, young fans who are obsessed with the book, who love the book and I can't help myself but ask them, you know, what do you like about it? And are, you, are you able to share some of that with us? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I guess um, they they can relate to the characters. There's always somebody that you know. We've got uh, a strong female uh, best friend there. Um, some people, uh, some of the podcasters can relate to the dad. Um, 
you know, there's just relatable characters because it's all based on our life experiences. So it's a sort of what um, rings true, even yeah. though it's highly exaggerated and amplified. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we. Um, <laughs> what I was trying to get to was um, some of the pu international publishers we got their feedback and it's just the most um, kind of encouraging words that I've ever read right and and they they've been saying things like um, you know I haven't laughed this much for so long I really needed this it's that kind of thing that it, it's a truly laugh out loud kind of book and it's not just yeah it, it's it's a wide audience that um can find something in it so it could be the really young ones you know parents are reading it to their six-year-olds and then early readers can read it to themselves and then um we've had one reader who uh, you know just kept going to her mum to go oh this is really funny i gotta read it to you um and then is that because well, what do you think that is <laughs> like i'm just sick there there's a question at the top have you ever had a bad week we've all had a bad week oh uh, we've all had really terrible days um even while writing wednesday Matt and I were going through our own disasters at home with, you know, leaking roofs and, and all of that. But I was kind of using our main character, Justin Chase, because he's so resilient that I... Um... Some sort of alarm. I think we'll be all right. Might be a car alarm of sorts. Yeah. So he's resilient. No, it's all yeah. right. We'll just continue. He's resilient. So um, we, our, uh, our recording is, process is yeah. resilient. We yeah. will just push we through. We push through. Yeah, exactly. So he what just is, keeps going. Just in case we've made him so resilient that whatever life grows at him, this kid just keeps on going, keeps trying, you know. Um, Where and is he? he is supported by good friends, this loving family um, that are helping him along, along the way. How do they, um, what do they do to help him? I haven't read, uh, I haven't read, just... Oh, just like, his best friend Mia at school, you know, she's, she's, we all need a best friend to kind of, uh, when things are terrible like for example his school uniform is too hang, small. Hang on we, we really will pause we do have a, a noisy plane. These are the uh, joys of um, living in the inner west. Outside recording yeah. but I do like the ambience. So, sorry tell us continue yeah. on about the. So he starts a new school he's uniform is too small Mia his best friend drops him off school uniform that his her brother had grown out of gives it to Justin you know like just there's just someone there 
to help him. They can laugh about stuff at school, even though there's a bully, you know, they can laugh about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's a sort of a social aspect as well, by the sounds of it, for him. Yes. Yeah. He's not in a vacuum. The book is in, the writing of the book was in a vacuum, but he, the yeah. character's actually just interacting with other people. Oh other yeah, people he is. He is around. Yeah, he's he's out at school. He's um, he's living life. <laughs> and then um, what else? What else are people saying? Like as the kind of you know these books keep coming, what are they? Um, what else do they tell you? The audience, especially international audiences. Um, well, I think another encouraging thing, feedback that we've been getting is that. It's translating well, so that um, so I don't know if I've mentioned, but it's so far going to be translated to 25 territories. They call it territories, not countries, because you can have Spanish and Catalan, and that's both in Spain. Sure. Yeah. So there's so far 25. And, that's a lot. And <laughs> I know, I know it is a lot, and and with. But my we question, I have, a, I have a good question. It's yeah. a simple question. Yeah, but um, it, um, it's translating well and we're getting the same feedback. So uh, just in Je December, for example, oh, was it December? It was in January. We gave a book to a visiting family that we met up from South Africa. We were just chatting with the parents and gave the book to the kids. And the mom was just out, out, astounded because she was saying, you know, they're reluctant readers, they've got ADHD, all these um, kind of uh, challenges. But she said, I've never seen them just sit for so long and read. So that, that's the kind of... Um, so the actual kind of... Pro uh, the format sounds like it's a it's an ideal format of the com combining the text with the uh, images. Yeah. But then, do they? What do they say about the character himself? The character himself. The main um, or the plot or the storylines or anything like that. Um, I don't think we've had specific um, feedback. Or, I don't know if we've had specific feedback in terms of the characters, so nothing come, jumps out for me at the mm -hmm. moment, but I might have to just do some that. research or something. No, 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 think, think if I can um, remember some of the stuff that they've been saying. Well, do you have a theory of why? Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm intrigued by the kind of concept of the, this sort of character's got um, all these bad things happening to him, and then yeah. he picks himself up. And yeah. it continues on, you know. Yeah. And he's got kind of his support network. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a, almost like a simplified, uh, accessible version of something that can get quite complex in the real world. Can yeah. Get quite, you can get quite defeated if these <laughs> events were happening in the real world, <laughs> for real. Even though yeah. they're inspired by true events, uh, in selected <laughs> true events, yeah. you know, you'd be on the floor. Well, you'd be in the corner kind of wondering, what yeah. do I do? But, well, it's, but, it's the beauty of storytelling. But I, that, once again, it's like, you know, we've, 
we've lost our jobs at the same time, that kind of thing. And it's terrible at the time, but you live through it and you end up, we ended up backpacking through through Europe for six months. Oh, this is like years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I might have been there when you both lost your jobs at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like stuff like that happens. That's that is life. But you kind of just learn to, you know, if if you just keep going, um, and that's been our life philosophy, basically, is just to just keep going. In this episode, I chatted with Eva Amores, an author and designer. You can find out more about this episode in the show notes, including links to Eva's social media and information about her co-authored book series, Worst Week Ever. Thank you for listening to Perspectives in Perryville.